0: This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello and welcome to the Agenda from Blood Red. I'm Guy Clark and our Liverpool correspondent, Paul Gorst alongside me as we get set to talk about a decision that is certainly polarised opinion as Liverpool have confirmed that some of their staff have, put, have been put on furlough during the uh, coronavirus crisis. Gorsty. We might as well get straight into it. We'll read the Liverpool statement. We'll talk about other Premier League clubs who have already taken steps to do exactly the same thing. This isn't just something the Liverpool FC have done. But initially, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the decision. Uh,
1: well, the first thing we should say is the the staff are being paid 100%. I think a little bit of that was lost in the immediate outcry of, of uh, condemnation. Um, so essentially, the literally using the wage scheme that the government has has established to pay 80% of the staff and then they're topping up the extra 20%. So uh, no Liverpool employee is um, really being disadvantaged by this. So I think that that needs to be clear, up first and foremost. Um, so I think that's a big thing. But saying that, it's, it's still not a good move by the club. Um, I mean, you, you can't... Re- I mean, we we talk so much about how great Liverpool are as a, as a team and we've spoken in depth about what they've done. Off the pitch during the coronavirus pandemic, and now they've taken so many steps to help a community in crisis. But this is a this is a backward step, to say the very least. That's a uh, bit of a PR disaster. Um, everything you want to you, you want to say about it, it probably rings true. To be using a, a scheme that's essentially being put in place to help um, struggling businesses at a time of unprecedented crisis. Liverpool are not are not one of those businesses. Let's be honest. Um, they recorded a turnover of five hundred and thirty three million, I think it was, and that was just announced at the end of February. Um, a pre-tax profit of around about forty-three million. Um, this is not a club that is um, is in need of of help. So I think it's a poor decision by at whatever level it's been made, whether it's come directly from uh, John Henry or, or you know Fenway Sports Group. Um, I don't really think there's there's too many ways it can be defended. Um, a, a mate of mine actually said, um, "If you're defending this decision from the club as a Liverpool fan." Just change the name Liverpool to another club and see if you if you've still got the same kind of stance. And I think that that's a good way of looking at it. Um, it's not a not a tribal issue or football an issue. It's a, a business at the end of the day that is probably well, definitely is um, kind of exploit, exploiting what is um, is ideally should be used to help struggling businesses. Yeah, four other
0: Premier League clubs have taken similar measures. Tottenham hotspot to a, a lot of outcry in midweek, doing likewise. Newcastle United, ASC Bournemouth and, and Norwich City, the other four Premier League clubs so far, as we talk to, have taken the uh, decision to use the government's furlough scheme. But as you said, even during that goal, Steve, it sort of slaps in the face of what was done even last month in terms of Liverpool confirming that for the final four home Premier League games they would pay all of the uh, match day and non-match day staff during the Premier League. Obviously, having been suspended, but I, I suppose it's the reality of the situation we're in beginning to bite, although it doesn't sit easy.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Liverpool are, are paying the, the, the non the sorry the casual staff for the games that have been postponed. And they're going to get paid when those games get replayed so essentially they're being paid twice and it's going to cost liverpool um around about three quarters of a million pounds we think for, for that move but um look i mean if, if you if you look ac- across the, the the amount of staff that liverpool have got and, and how they're going to save by using this scheme is it really worth the, the offset of, of the the hit that it's going to take to the public image at a time when they um, have spent so much I mean, it's not the reason they do these things, but they've done so much recently to kind of build up a lot of goodwill from supporters of of football. Not not only Liverpool fans, but also fans across the across England who consider to doing these things. I think, yeah, okay, fair play to them, but this, this one is, um, is is a backward step, as we say, from from the owners of it. It has come directly from them, and it's difficult to imagine that it hasn't, because they are. Um, american businessmen at the end of the day you know john henry's a, a, a billionaire if you check his, his, his net worth is around about 2 billion um they've turned liverpool from a you know they bought liverpool for 300 million in october 2010 it's now worth around about 1.7 billion according to forbes who the influential american finance publication so um it, it is a business at the end of the day to, to these owners um i don't think there, there can be too much of a an outcry about that but it's just this particular decision Um, is is a poor one Yeah it seems to be as you say businessmen making
0: business decisions during a time where everybody really is sort of rallying together there has been a bit of initial outcry on on social media likes of Stan Collymore and Jamie Carragher two former Reds uh, notably to have come out and sort of distanced themselves from thinking this is a good decision from the club but in terms of all of that it's probably not going to be the beginning but the owners in in Previous times have taken unpopular decisions and gone back on them. You just wonder whether this might be one that they actually do look into a bit further.
1: Yeah. So you look at the the uh, the ticket prices in 2016, was it, when um, the fans walked out of the 77th minute um, at home to Sunderland for basically protesting the, the, the ticker plans, and that was quickly uh, there was a quick change of heart from Fenwich Sports Group at the time, and, and they deserve credit for. For listening to, to the people and then listening to the, the the people who are essentially putting money in their pockets um whether the, the outcry of, will be of a similar level again and, and how that kind of manifests itself from the social media world into the real world we've obviously had today spit it to shank leo the Liverpool supporters union um saying that they're going to write to the club to basically ask for an explanation of why this decision has been taken um if there's a, enough of a, of a public outcry and i think there will be then maybe um it, it's a decision that's going to get looked at but i've actually spoken to employees at the club who don't think that that will happen they think that this is a situation that they've been put in now and, and that will be how it is and i know actually some people are a little bit concerned that um the government may even make make an example of liverpool and think that um this scheme that's being set up is kind of being taken advantage of and there might be certain uh precautions put in place further down the line to kind of stop that happening further which might impact on on the staff who are currently employed by liverpool so it's a it's a really tough situation as we say it's unprecedented so there's no real way of looking back and thinking what is the best way to to kind of navigate this tricky situation but i think uh as, as we say it's great that the, the liverpool employees are still being paid 100 percent through a crisis that's of of nobody's making but whether 80 percent of that should be coming from the government at this time when resources are across the nhs and, and whatever else is so stretched um is another matter altogether
0: Yeah, because it does feel as though that the furlough scheme was obviously set up for 80% of people's salaries to be paid for them. As you said right at the top, from small businesses who maybe can't trade during this period of time that those employees are still getting something and their employees in many cases won't be able to even top up the other 20%. So the bulk of obviously... A number of Liverpool FC employees now coming directly from the government. And one thing I've already seen on on social media, a fair bit, that's been getting lambasted a bit, is the, the bus, the slogan, this means more. Um, a lot of people very quick to obviously jump on that because we've we've already seen as well actually you you mentioned the government maybe now taking a look at Liverpool FC we already saw the other day I think it was Thursday I lose track of the days to be honest but I think it was Thursday Matt Hancock the health secretary taking aim he was asked directly but he took aim at at Premier League footballers and in Liverpool's statement they do say that salary reductions could well be uh, on the cards as well but it just sort of feels as though that adds fuel to Already a fire that's burning within Downing Street regarding the Premier League and the money involved in top-level football.
1: Yeah, but I think I think that was a bit of a, an opportunistic comment from from Matt Hancock. To be honest, I think you um, might have been best, best um, keeping his powers dry and waiting to see what the PFA could come up with when they have their discussions with with the relevant parties. And um, it was interesting that Jordan Henderson, who came out that the Liverpool captain, who was kind of the ringleader for organising it, uh, almost a bit of a whip round from the from Premier League players to to continue to to lend a, a charitable donation to the NHS and, and whether the National Health Service should be re, having to rely on, you know, what are essentially charitable donations from millionaire footballers at this time is another question altogether and maybe that hits on to, to this particular government in power at the moment. So I think, uh, I think Matt Hancock's comments were a little bit misjudged, um, certainly at, at the time that he made them
0: well Gorsty, thanks an awful lot for your time mate we'll have plenty more on this across the blood red channels across of course on the liverpool echo website there's already plenty on there so do catch up more on this ongoing situation over on there but as i say the blood red podcast will be back on monday afternoon with this of course going to be one of our primary talking points hope you can join us then Gorsty, thanks for your time mate until next time bye for now You've been listening to The Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.